Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to the final hour on this Meet Friday, and it's quite a Meet Friday. Morale is high. Just went out to check on the beer brats, the hot sausages, the corn dogs, and buffalo chicken dip. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Final hour, Mike Florio on the job openings. Is Sean Payton going to coach, or is he going back to TV? Uh, Nick Wright from Fox Sports, first things first, will join us as well. Carolina Panthers go with Frank Reich, but not without a little drama there. Steve Wilkes, who did a wonderful job, he is uh, on the outside looking in. What happens now? He's the interim head coach. Frank Reich comes in, usually brings in his own staff. As Steve Wilkes, who rescued that franchise, now out on the street here. You got Eagles and uh, the Niners. And not many people talking about this matchup. It's not as sexy as the uh, Chiefs and the Bengals, but the, the Niners are getting two and a half. The Bengals are now a one-point underdog. It's been a wild ride, and I thought that you would see the fluctuation that it would go back to Kansas City being the favorite after we saw the video. And when you're looking at uh, you know Patrick Mahomes with his workout video where they're just basically getting loose and stretching, if you're running north and south, you're okay with that high ankle sprain. When you go east-west, especially when you're trying to run fast at your top-end speed and somebody's going after you, that's when it's going to be different there. But uh, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if this went up even a little bit more in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Conflicting reports on Sean Payton. Does he want the Denver job? Does does Denver want him? Is there an issue with a power struggle potentially in the ownership group? Because Sean Payton said that's not the case. Mark Maskey, the NFL reporter for uh, uh, the Washington Post, said otherwise. Let's bring in Mike Florio, our good buddy from Pro Football Talk Live and uh, Football Night in America. Let me start with Sean Payton. I threw it out last week. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he just went back to TV here. If he surveyed all these jobs and went, eh, you know what, I'll take another year to kind of see what's going to open up next year. Where do you think we stand with Sean Payton? Yeah, I was told a couple of weeks ago, Dan, it's 50-50 whether he coaches this year or next year. He hadn't done any interviews yet. And the reality is if you don't coach this year, you're not going to make the money you would have made coaching this year. That goes away and it never comes back. 
but you've got to find the right spot. And I think one of the practical impediments, the four teams interested in him all had entrenched general managers, and it is our human nature to protect our backyard. In comes Sean Payton with an inclination to take over. You necessarily have less juice as the GM of the team. That's been a very real factor in all of this. So when you aren't getting perhaps the power you thought you would get, the money may not be close to the 20 to $25 million we've heard attached to Peyton all the way back to last year when the Dolphins were ready to hire him and got busted for tampering with him and Tom Brady. Maybe you do wait a year. Maybe there is no job that just screams out to you, I've got to have this job, especially with a possibility that the Chargers job maybe comes open next year if there's another failed season with Justin Herbert at quarterback, because I would imagine any candidate wants that job if that job comes open. Dan Quinn going back as the defensive coordinator with the Cowboys. What do you make of that move? Well, I suggested initially that he decided to go back after he realized he wasn't going to have an opportunity to go anywhere else. And I was told privately that he wasn't out of it with these other jobs. He just decided it was the right thing for him. It just seems odd to me. And this is a point Peter King made earlier today on our show. The idea that he would go through those interviews, distract himself at a time when he should have been preparing for the 49ers offense. Why go through that? Peter said the interview with the Colts was four hours. Why go through that if you really aren't interested in taking the next step up? And maybe he learned something through the process where he said, I'm fine where I am. Mm. Maybe he's the wink, wink, nod, nod successor to Mike McCarthy. I don't know. But it's just odd to me when you go through the process and don't wait for a final answer before making your decision. But then Mike McCarthy said Jerry Jones once seemed to coach as long as Tom Landry coached. Maybe he meant as long as Tom Landry coached after Jerry Jones bought the team. <laughs> he'd be 85, Dan. I, I know. He'd be 85 <laughs> if he coaches as long as Landry did. 85. Uh, explain the Carolina situation here with Frank Reich getting the job. His daughter was hired earlier by the Panthers, and then Steve Wilkes is on the outside looking in. Well, and let me start there with Steve Wilkes. The statement that was issued by his lawyer yesterday makes it clear that the Panthers are going to be invited to the pending lawsuit that has five or six teams already joined in it with Brian Flores, Steve Wilkes, and Ray Horton alleging racial discrimination. But the element here will be that Steve Wilkes wasn't hired in whole or in part because of the fact that he joined arm in arm with Brian Flores to stand up to the shield, yeah. to say you have employment practices that are wrong. And it's amazing how many people don't realize it's illegal to hold that against someone. That's protected activity under the law. You have the right to address grievances against your employer in court and they can't hold it against you. They can't not choose you for the head coaching job for any reason tied to that. And when you look at Reich, you look at Wilkes, you look at what Wilkes did, it, it, the, the Panthers had better be able to explain persuasively why they chose not to continue with Wilkes. And here's how Reich's daughter factors into it, because it's not about nepotism. Nepotism's rife in the NFL but she announced she was working for the Panthers about 90 minutes after the final game of the regular season on a Sunday. I guarantee you that if and when the Panthers are joined to this lawsuit, still Steve Wilkes lawyers will delve into every nook and cranny, emails, text messages, aggressive deposition questioning. 
when did you know, did you know, did you know when she went to work that Frank Reich was already targeted? Because that goes to the whole idea of the sham interview. The owners know before they even start the process who they're going to hire. And all of the interviews, including the Rooney Rule interviews, are just check the box to comply with league policy. I know that uh, sometimes we don't let facts get in the way with like Nathaniel Hackett getting the job as offensive coordinator with the Jets, which obviously means that Aaron Rodgers will then go to the Jets. Right, Mike? Anything to this? Well, Dan, I firmly believe last year that the Broncos, when they hired Nathaniel Hackett to be the head coach, thought they had a very good shot at Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think it was a coincidence that just within an hour or two after Rodgers announced he was staying with the Packers for 2022, the Broncos had a deal in place for Russell Wilson. I think Rodgers was plan A and Wilson was plan B. So the Jets have come out and said they're looking for a veteran quarterback. Aaron Rodgers potentially is available. It's not something you just snap your fingers and do. You've got a huge cap number that's got to be dealt with. The Packers are going to want something in trade. First, Rodgers has to decide he even wants to play. But obviously, the presence of Nathaniel Hackett would make the Jets more desirable than they would be if he wasn't there. But there's a lot of decisions Rodgers has to make before he even gets to the point where he's assessing where he would play next year if he plays for a different team. I just assumed last year he got to the brink and decided, I'm just staying in Green Bay. And I don't know why he wouldn't just decide to stay in Green Bay this year. He's going to make nearly $60 million fully guaranteed if he says to the Packers, I'm here, I'm staying, deal with me. Tom Brady was testy with Jim Gray, but I kind of viewed that maybe different than most people. I thought it's... I'm going to come out and be angry at my friend Jim Gray just to let people know that I haven't spoken to any other team right now. Exactly. <laughs> that was you're, my... you're absolutely right. First of all, Dan, the, the podcast is pre-recorded. They could have taken that <laughs> part out, right? Or and re-recorded it. Even... Like, hey, ask me again. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even ask him, what are you going to do? He said, do you have a timetable? Yeah. Uh, Dan, we saw what happened last year. He was going to Miami. He and Peyton were going to Miami. And then it all hit the fan, and the Dolphins lost a first-round pick, and that was that. I think this was his way to throw everyone off the trail now, that he's talking to other teams, they're talking to him, it's all tampering violations. He needs to be able to talk to them now so he can make a decision in March. Is Miami in play? Now, Is Miami in play with Brady? What's that? Miami in play? From his perspective, they're definitely in play. From the Dolphins' perspective, they get very upset when you suggest that because I think they don't want to complicate Tua's ongoing recovery from his latest concussion any more than they already have by giving any credence to the idea that they're looking for another quarterback. So I think the Dolphins are going to be very quiet about it, and they already got stung last year with tampering. But Brady, I believe, is at least interested in evaluating the possibility. Why wouldn't he be? They, they've they've got plenty of pieces in place where he could go and play, play well, and contend for a championship. Explain what you were hinting at with the title games, maybe in the future, being played at neutral sites or on, or on different days. I think you said Sunday or Monday. Like, where are we headed with the, the potential for a neutral site title game? Well, th- there's only so many places in the pizza that the NFL can cram the cheese. And there are certain revenue opportunities that you can take advantage of without increasing your cost by a single penny. And this whole neutral site thing, for me, the moment, Dan, was last Friday. 
Right about now, when the league issued this announcement of 50,000 tickets sold in 24 hours to a neutral site Bills-Chiefs game, half to Bills season ticket holders, half to Chiefs season ticket holders, and I thought, you know, they're telling us where this is going. They're doing their victory lap preemptively, so we all understand that at some point in the future, there's going to be a push for neutral site conference championships. They want the college big game atmosphere when you tune in and you've got sad reaction from Texas fan, sad reaction from Alabama fan. They're all in the same place, 50-50 in their team's colors. It doesn't happen at the Super Bowl because that's a destination. You get your tickets before you even know who's going. Hey, I'm going to the Super Bowl this year. I don't care who's in it. I'm going to the Super Bowl. Destination Conference Championship means wow. half the state, like the old sitcom premise where they put the tape down the middle of the room. That's what the NFL is looking for. And people hate it. But what's going to happen if they do it? We're going to not watch it? Just like the Sunday-Monday possibility to split it up. Because I'd love to just focus on 49ers-Eagles Sunday and then worry about Bengals-Chiefs Monday. But fans don't like it. But if the NFL sees a way to make more money doing it that way, they will. Have a great weekend, Mike. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Dan. That's Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live, and the show that precedes ours on Peacock with Chris Sims. Yeah, he's right about it. If you can sell those tickets, now granted, you got to have those great fan bases that are willing to travel. And uh, the Bills, the Chiefs, if they were going to play in Atlanta, uh, I get it. I mean, it's it's all about business. But I don't. I I mean, I don't want to see a Sunday and then a Monday. I I still like them on the weekend. I like that better. But any any chance to open up new revenue doors? That's what the NFL is looking at. Yeah, Paul. I think if the NFL opens up, like the topic comes out that they're actually looking at it, and the AFC, NFL, NFC title games at neutral sites, they're going to get roughed up. Because one of the great things in sports, because nobody can go to the Super Bowl. Most home fans can't go to the Super Bowl. The cost, the travel, the short notice. But you can go to the AFC title game if your team's in it. No, no. You can go to the no, NFC title game. No, I know. And that will, they will get crushed on this one. But all they care about is making money. Yeah. Then, then all of a sudden it becomes, that's what happens. It's a neutral site. Yeah, Seton. But most people can't go to their home team's games. Yeah. If I wanted to take my wife and my kid up to a Patriots game, it's $1,000 minimum. Easy. Who the hell could? Nah. And then you're going to have to spend more to go on the road to get to the game. To spend a few thousand dollars. Yes, Mark. And what's the, like, the purpose of, like, um... Uh doing well in the in the uh in the regular season. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we can host a divisional game. Right. And then that's it. Yeah. And if we gotta go to Atlanta. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean Florio brought this up. I don't know, you know, how much traction it has, but just the fact that you could see that they were going to do this. It was going to be the Bills and the Chiefs on a neutral site. They were going to go to Atlanta. So it was going to happen. Granted it was only for this year because of what happened with, you know, the Bengals and Bills in Cincinnati. Uh, let me see. JJ in Texas. JJ, what's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan and Dan Ant. Happy Meet Friday. Thank you. Um, first time, long time. Uh, five ten and a half, two forty five and a half ish plump. Uh, I haven't heard anybody talk about on Mahomes' injury. Key. If you go back and look at it, I'm not saying he's trying to hurt him. But if you watch him, he pulls his left 
he bends his left knee and makes sure all of his weight lands where it could hurt him. Well, no, there are people who've said that it, it looked intentional. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a gruesome injury. Those, those injuries do happen in the course of a game, but, yeah, there were people who were singling out the Jags for trying to hurt Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cincinnati Bengals uh, certainly spotlight that injury and maybe tug on it if they can, twist it a little bit if they can. Yeah, Paul. I'm watching the play again, and one of the linemen is trying to pull him down. The other's trying to pull him a, a different way. They're pulling him two different ways. But both of them let their hands go so they don't get that throwing the quarterback penalty. It's more so that their weight kind of twisted Mahomes. Let's take a break. Nick Wright's going to join us. A few things to talk to him about. And uh, we'll get to more phone calls as well in this Meet Friday. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. We have TireRack.com. Hopefully, Seton won't need tire rack when he takes the uh, sprinter van cross country. I feel a lot better knowing that uh, we have them, though. Yes? Yeah. Because you get everything you need with TireRack.com. They love tires. They've been crushing it since 1979. Right tires for what you drive, how you drive, where you drive. They're just a phone call or click away. That website is awesome. Packed with information, advice, and tools that make buying the right tires a snap. The Tire Decision Guide, answer a few questions, get a personalized tire recommendation in two minutes or less. They have the best brands in the industry. The Yokohama Advan Tire, the all-season Avid lineup, and the off-road capable Geolander light truck tire. Installation on your terms in some areas. Game-changing. In many areas, you have mobile tire installation that comes to your home or office. Game-changing. See for yourself. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. 
or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. That's the part I wanted to be involved in, the O-E-O-E-O jungle of. Yeah, Paul. Morris Day in the Time. Yeah. Purple Rain. See America's biggest skating stars at the Toyota U.S. Figure Skating Championships, uh, January 26th through the 29th, NBC, USA, and Peacock, where you can watch this program. You can download the app. You can watch for free. He's Nick Wright, First Things First co-host on Fox Sports 1, and he uh, joins us on the program. Where do you want to start? Well, listen, let's deal with the elephant in the room. You're very, very mad at me when I think once you get the full context, you'll be very, very proud of me. Okay. I think you will say, this is why I have taken young Nick Wright under my wing. Okay. Because this is the type of broadcaster and friend he is. But would you like to set it up? Would you like to get the context? Okay. So I won the Marconi Award, which is the biggest award you can win. It's for the national uh, radio host. And uh, Nick was at the ceremony, was going to go up and accept it. And, uh, you know, there was a connection there because we put in a clip from an interview that we did with Nick. So he was part of the uh, tape that we submitted. And I thought, you know what? Let me thank him. I got a miniature Marconi and I sent it to him, surprised him to say, thank you. Next thing I know, I get an email or Fritzy does. He goes, "Uh, Nick gave away your Marconi. It was on a radio interview in Boston and he gave it away. And then I text Nick and I said, I gave it to you as a gift, a thank you. You gave it away as a joke. I hope you gave away the watch that I gave you as well. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd never give the watch away. Sell it, maybe, <laughs> but never give it away. Okay. But you have a few of the – so I was at the Marconis with Danny Parkins, who hosts Afternoons on the Score in Chicago, okay? That's important context. Okay. I wasn't on a radio interview in Boston. I was on Danny's radio station in Chicago when this came up. Okay. So now this is where I think. So he was nominated. He didn't win because Greg Hill from Boston won. I don't know what they submitted. That's outrageous, <laughs> but doesn't matter. Okay. So this is where I think you will say, you know what, Nick? You, it was a good move. Okay. So Danny, about a month ago, I don't know if you'll like me saying this, but you know what? We're all friends here. 
was dealing was in some contract negotiations and you know how those radio negotiations can at times get contentious and he never wanted to leave Chicago he was never planning on leaving Chicago but I told him hey we got to you know you need as much leverage as possible so some big boys come out and try to hire you maybe we can get the dollars up or something so he made so I was like you'll probably have like a zoom interview at some point with someone you already have on the resume nominated for a Marconi, but you can't put on it, you want it. But what if in the background there is the there is a Marconi statue? Mm. And they're like, oh, he just didn't update the resume. He won a Marconi. They're not gonna Google it. I was like, so you just have that there until this contract stuff gets taken care of and then send it back to me. So that's what he's doing. And you know, you can hear him on the score in Chicago, you can hear him on First and Pod, a great podcast he does with Andrew Filipponi. He's a great radio host who now his he's got two small children just bought a house in Chicago. She's got a great new contract. So you're, it, it, that is what we call paying it forward. You did something nice for me. I did something nice for him. Now it comes back to me, probably shows up on eBay in a few months. But you didn't convey that as a radio host, as a journalist, you didn't convey the story accurately to Fritzy. Therefore, Fritzy conveyed it to me. Well, so listen, I didn't convey anything to Fritzy. I sent Fritzy a link. Now, if you're saying that the folks who are currently on the sports media beat, that maybe they need to dust up on some journalism classes, that's, you know, that's for you to say. All I did was send Fritzy a link to a story that had been written. I said, show this to Dan. I didn't vouch for it. I didn't do any of those things. And let me tell the audience something else. Dan sends texts with odd punctuation and weird emojis. And I can never tell, is this because he's old and confused or is he sad? And I got this text the other morning and I'm like, I think I hurt my friend's feelings. <laughs> and so I was really anxious about this. Well, um, I did send it when he goes, are you mad or are, are you jealous? Are you upset at me? My, my, yeah. my insides are turning upside yeah, that's down. What I, said. I was worried. And then I go, even the clown. Has tears, Nick. That's what he wrote. <laughs> he said, "Even the clown has tears." I'm like, "What does that mean?" And then I saw. I don't even know. I saw Fritzy today, and I go, "I got him." And he goes, "What?" You got me. And I told him, "I said, oh yeah, he's all. He's a mess now because I didn't respond." A mess. To him. <laughs> you didn't respond. He just left me on red. I did. I'm I like, did. oh no. I did. Uh, I did. And this and this all. Uh, let me give one more piece of context. Then we can talk football and basketball and everything. Okay. This all. You had six hours prior asked if I wanted to go to dinner. Yes. And and you know what? I'll tell you this because you'll like it. But I have, I'm going to dinner with uh, Coach Eric Mangini and his wife tonight, so I couldn't. Uh, my wife's coming with us. It's a little double date. I said to my wife, I was like, ah, Dan invited me to dinner, but I can't because we have Mangini's. Do you know what my wife said? My wife, who we don't have to go down that road again, she said, I'll go with him. Oh, boy. I said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm going to break that Marconi in half. When Dude, I am, I am playing the long game with your wife. I'm just, <laughs> just letting, you, I'm just letting you know. John, yeah, she loves love just like I do. She loves uh, love. Okay. All ahead. right. Uh, he's Nick Wright. He's our good buddy from yeah, Fox Sports 1. We're all good. We're all good. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we are. We are thank good. You. But man, I wanted I wanted you to grind over this big time. I was. Okay. I was Why is Mahomes being disrespected in your mind? Well, this just I just hey, people 
People evidently want to treat the best quarterback in the world title like it's the heavyweight championship crown. Like if you lose to a guy, he just gets it. And I had to listen all year long about how it's Mahomes Allen, Allen Mahomes. Who knows? This guy might be better. And it was nonsense. Total, complete nonsense. And I was called a hater for saying Josh Allen isn't even the second best quarterback in the world. Joe Burrow is. And everyone thought the Bills were going to roll the Bengals, except for me, when I correctly predicted the Bills season for the third year in a row. <laughs> and then the moment the Bills lose, now it's uh, Mahomes Burrow, Burrow Mahomes. Who knows? I guess we'll see if they – It's so that's the first reason it's nonsense. Second reason nonsense this, Dan. I want to give America a very quick lesson of what Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs has meant. His first year in the playoffs – 24 fourth quarter points and three fourth quarter comebacks against Bill Belichick's defense, including a drive with in less than 30 seconds of forced overtime. They don't get the coin flip. They lose. They didn't like Buffalo go crying to the commissioner. Change the rules. Change the rules. Took their medicine. The next year, three double digit comebacks, including 21 points in less than six minutes of the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl against the league's best defense. Then next year, back in the Super Bowl and has the Tampa Bay Bucks, I tweeted out the video of it, in awe on the sideline as he's throwing passes horizontal to the ground, bouncing off guys' face masks. The next year in the playoffs was last year. They scored 42, 42, 21 in the first half, and then Mahomes had his version of LeBron's 2011 finals short-circuited for a half a football, lost him the game. And then this year, he has a damn flu game, except it's a sprained ankle game. People are like, I don't know if Joe Burrow beats him. He's a better player. Give me a break. Give me a break. And Mahomes is going to go put on a show this weekend. Well, you also have to factor in that Mahomes has had one good quarter in eight quarters in the Super Bowl. That's okay, but it's not true. It's flatly not true. Watch the Bucks game again, Dan. He was brilliant. He was brilliant, and passes are being dropped. Watch, go to my... It doesn't, the, no, we don't do that. You don't go, oh, you know what, the, the receivers... Do you do this for any other quarterback? When you go back in time, you go, boy, man, they they dropped all of those passes, or he would have uh, you know, won that game. You're doing it for Mahomes. I mean, you're blurring the lines here. That's his team. They dropped the ball. What happens, you know, you're, you're trying to no, make it seem like Mahomes was unbelievable. He had two touchdowns, four picks. I'm not in two I'm Super Bowls. Blurring, I'm not blurring any lines. His Ryan quarterback rating is, is 64 in this Super Bowl. He's not been great. Now you can say his teammates didn't help him. Well, we can say that about a lot of quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Hold, hold, what's your favorite Tom Brady? What do you think is the most impressive Tom Brady Super Bowl, Dan? What's the best one? There's I, only I, one. There's answer. so many. No, the 28 to three comeback is the answer. That's what everyone would go to. He threw a pick six in that game to get down 28 to three and then led the comeback. The idea that we're going to act like coming back from down double digits with six minutes left against the league's best defense and then winning by double digits is not a wildly impressive Super Bowl performance against the Niners is nonsense. Now you want to say he underachieved against the Bucks? I think the film disagrees. But despite that passer rating that you just mentioned in the Super Bowl, the guy's played in 12 playoff games, has the all-time best passer rating in the, in the postseason, the all-time best touchdown interception ratio in the postseason, the all-time best yards per game in the postseason. So what I'm here telling you is he is an all-time legendary postseason performer, and now people are doubting what he's going to look like on Sunday. Oh, That's I, the he's in his own category. I asked the question earlier this week, quarterback you want to start your team with, we took Mahomes out of the conversation. 
He's in of his course. own well, conversation. Yes, but I'm just saying he's not everything that you're saying he is. He's not in the Super Bowl. He's not, and and we are welcoming somebody to come in to the conversation. That's what this. What that's what Burrow is about. He's. Can we have somebody in the conversation? Because nobody is in the conversation. Josh Allen's not. Justin Herbert's not. Jalen Hurts isn't. Is Joe Burrow at least going to make this a fun conversation? And I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll be very quick here. Okay. I have all year said Joe Burrow's the second best quarterback in football. What frustrates me is the lack of consistency from my media colleagues who all year long said Allen and Mahomes were neck and neck and were putting Burrow down with Herbert down in a different tier. And then why don't Joe you Burrow name names? Call out who did this. Literally everyone but me. Literally <laughs> everyone in the media but Nick Wright. That's the names. Okay. Um, we're on the same page with you know, LeBron with what LeBron is doing. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm amazed that this isn't bigger. I know that it's going for Kareem's record, but nobody has had this. Nobody's had a season like this. And LeBron is doing this on a nightly basis, and he has to because Anthony Davis isn't there. It, I don't know. It, it just I'm trying to figure this out. It, you know, why? I can tell you it's the protection of Michael Jordan. I mean, that's all it is. It's, it's you can't. This was a record, Dan. In the last 55 years, here are the people who have held the title of NBA's all-time leading scorer. I'll give you the full list. It'll take a while. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. That's the list. Kareem set this record or broke the record before LeBron was born. It was considered unbreakable up to six years ago. People thought it couldn't be broken. LeBron's going to break it by 4,000 points, 5,000 points, 6,000 points. And the reason I say it's the protection of Jordan is when the timeline goes long enough, folks are going to be like, okay, so tell me the argument. Explain to me why Jordan's the greatest. They're going to be like, oh, winner. It's like, oh, he had the most championships. No. Uh, Kareem had the same. Oh, but it's tied for the most. No, actually, there's a guy named Bill Russell who had 11. Okay, well, that can't be it then. Uh, he played like he did it the longest. No, it's not even not even close, actually. Oh, I know what it is. He's the greatest scorer ever. Well, kind of. But he's actually fifth on the all-time list and 10,000 points behind the all-time score. Right now, this moment, Dan, there is a bigger gap in points between LeBron and Jordan than Jordan and Paul Pierce. By the end of the season, the gap between LeBron and Jordan will be the same as the gap between Jordan and your guy, Reggie Miller. So it's like, so then the argument just has to be, well, oh, oh, I get it. Was he playing during the toughest era of basketball? Was he just going through super team after super team? It's like, well, no. In the East, he had to go through a Knicks team that had one Hall of Famer to go to the finals against a Blazers team that had one Hall of Famer and then the Suns that had one Hall of Famer and then the Sonics that had one Hall of So it's like, then wait, why is he the universally accepted GOAT? It's like, oh, I don't know, man, but... People have always said it, so I guess you had to be there. And so the, the, the LeBron's going to be scoring 30 a night when he breaks this record. That's unfathomable. It's totally unfathomable that he's still one of the eight best players in the league. But 
you know, people might look at uh, career average. Jordan's what at thirty. LeBron's at twenty-seven. If that factors in, but I'm I'm with you yeah. on all of this. LeBron's going to end up in the top five in assists when it's all. Yeah. So the greatest scorer is not a great shooter, and he's going to be one of the top five passers in the history of the game. And it's not compiling. You know, this isn't I'm going to have average twenty-one a game and you know six assists and five rebounds. Well, that's the other important part of it. Maybe at some point he'll get there, but the fact that he's breaking the record when he's arguably playing at a first-team All-NBA level, even I, I'll tell you this, you know, LeBron's got that ad campaign, you know, the LeBron versus Father Time. Yeah. If you watched the first 10 games of the year, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I think Father Time finally caught up. Like, it looked like LeBron had shifted from where he was last year to like a, a fringe top 25 guy. Then he would miss two weeks, came back. Since he turned 38, Dan, he's averaging 36 points per game. Like he has been since after that was opening two weeks of the season, he's been as good as anybody in the league. And so there's no context for it. But there's I, no I wonder if people look at Jordan and LeBron the way we do Jim Brown versus Emmett Smith. That the yards aren't well, close. Jim Brown was something we had never seen before. Emmett came along and dominated as far as you know career rushing yards. Here's what here's where I would say I I under I think that's a really good comp to a degree. Where I would disagree is if we just went the Jim Brown, if you put Jim Brown and Emmett Smith's careers together and said pick out the five best singular seasons, they'd all be Jim Brown seasons. Right? You know what I mean? If you did that with Jordan and LeBron, it'd go back and forth, back and forth. It's not like maybe you can say Jordan's peak, if you want to argue it, was a touch higher. I don't know. The year LeBron had a 27-game winning streak and almost won Defensive Player of the Year and was one vote away from unanimous MVP was pretty good. But you want to say Jordan's peak was a touch higher, so be it. But it's not substantial. And the best seasons for each of those guys can go tit for tat. And ultimately, people are going to be like, well, who was the better, you know, let's go age by age. Like, who was the better teenager? Well, Jordan was averaging 13 a game for Carolina, and LeBron was making all-star teams. Well, I guess that's LeBron. <laughs> who was the better 38-year-old? Well, Jordan was averaging 20 a game for a below 500 Wizards team. LeBron is in the, you know, first-team All-NBA discussion. So, yeah, if you, we want to say late 20s to 31, Jordan was better. It's close, but fine. But the body of work is so overwhelming it's not going to, ultimately, it's not going to be an argument. Yeah, people won't entertain that, and, and I that's where I have a problem with it. What is wrong with consistency, durability, the totality of this? Why can't he be the greatest player of all time? Just because you have your memories and you're growing up with Michael Jordan and we all fell in love with everything, it, it feels like you know we're, we're very begrudgingly acknowledging the greatness of LeBron. We're seeing the great, greatest player of all time in my opinion, right in front of us, but we'll, we're not going to acknowledge it, maybe after the fact. And it's almost... You know who won't... Sorry, you know who also won't acknowledge it? His goddog GM, who gets, comes out and gives a quote. He's like, I'm not going to make a trade unless, you know, it makes us a championship contender. It's like, all right, buddy. So LeBron's playing at a better level than you could have hoped. Anthony Davis is now back. He's playing... He was playing the best of his career. Uh, Russ is actually working in the role he's in. Sure. And the coach has been good. So all those things happen. That your best case scenario, check, 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 check. And you don't think the team's already a contender. Well, why? Because the roster's terrible? Whose job is that, Palinka? 
I forget. Oh, the guy. So the guy who built the team says the team's not good enough to improve. It's maddening. It's utterly maddening. See, Jordan is Neil Armstrong. That's the problem. He's second. LeBron is second on the moon. Oh, that's you know what? That's better than the Jim Brown Emmett Smith thing. I don't know which one of your guys fed you that line, but that's they, that's yeah. vintage Dan Patrick. Yeah, I mean that is when don't, you really add your fastball. Don't be hating. That's great. Don't be hating. <laughs> don't be hating. That's so. But here's I guess here's what the, I'm doing the right now I, is spitting. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now you're I'm, so on that note. I'm here's the here's the question I would ask people. Right. Who's the why is Jay-Z the greatest rapper ever? Because he is. And it's because the body of work is so overwhelming, it's impossible to deny. Now, if you want to argue Tupac's best album is better than Jay-Z's, so be it. But he didn't do it long enough. And the thing with Jordan is, Jordan quit twice. He could have. It's not like, oh, nobody played that long. No, Kareem did. Karl Malone did. Those guys played that long. Jordan left five seasons on the table. That was his choice. So be it. But we can't then be like, well, he would have won all these other titles. We don't know that. What we do know is, as far as who has created the most winning basketball, it's one guy in league history by a mile. And it's also why I think Kareem's the second best player ever. Top three is not bad, Jordan. If you include college in there, Kareem's... Well, if you include college... Kareem's got the greatest basketball life ever. Yes. If you include college, he's the greatest basketball life ever. I like what your wife has done with uh, the house there. Why do you think it's on me? You don't think I'm the one designing this stuff? You can't even cut your hair. I mean, come on. You got no shot. You're better. No shot. You're better than that. Uh, have no fun. shot. Let's have. Yeah, thank you. Let's have dinner soon. Are you going to be? I'll see you at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, have fun with Eric Mangini and his wife. I'm sure it'll be a riveting conversation, you know, breaking down. The, I don't appreciate the... <laughs> that tone. I don't appreciate that tone at all. That's my dear friend, Dan. Don't you do that. Tell I'll your, talk to you later. Tell your wife I said hello. I won't actually be doing that at all. I won't even <laughs> tell her that I'm on this show today. See you later. All right, buddy. That's uh, Nick Wright. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get you can get unique stickers you could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes there's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with i was always a uh, battleship guy 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Can't be in a bad mood when you hear this, especially on Meet Friday. Everybody but Fritzy gets to sing. Including you, Marvin. Here we go. Don't want to That is terrible. Oh no. You're not gonna come back from that. That's good. That is funny, dude. That is good. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Uh, let's see, where do we go? Where do we go? Is, okay. Who's uh, picking AFC title game, Todd? Who do you got? Bengals. All right. By six. NFC title game. 49ers by four. Oh, okay. Bengals six, 49ers four. Okay. Seaton? 49ers, 35-17. Uh... Are you going with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Nick Wright? Uh, no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm going Bengals, but I'll, I'll go 27-24. All right, Marv? 49ers, 20-10. Bengals, 34-17. Wow. All right. Everybody's on the Bengals bandwagon. Pauling? Chiefs-Eagles. Oh. Okay. We sometimes pick with the story mm. over the reality. All right. Uh, I'll take the Bengals for sentimental reasons, and uh, I'm going to take the Niners. Take the Niners. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And Paulie's right about that game for me because the Eagles, probably the most balanced team. Uh, they run the football. Uh, Hertz has been awesome. 
He gives you a, a different element than Brock Purdy does, and you're asking Brock Purdy to play a good game. He can't play an average game. He's going to have to play a good game. Yes, yeah, Seaton. I can't wait for us all on Monday when uh, like Eagles and Chiefs both roll, and we're like, well, obviously, they've been the two best teams all season, of course. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles are the most balanced team. As I said on Friday, yeah. on Friday I said they were the most balanced team. I mean, everybody saw this coming. Well, if you say it, <laughs> if you say nice things about these teams, then you can piece it together to make it seem like that's how you felt the entire time. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I said it was going to be the Eagles. I am gr- agreeing with you. Essentially saying what you just said. <laughs> yes, Paul. And then the danger of the Chiefs being down early, because the Chiefs often get down early. Oh, look at the Chiefs no-showing. That, that's a – watch that halftime score. Uh, Eli Manning's going to join his son Whoa. on Monday. Yeah. This day in sports history, Paulie. 73, Dan. UCLA Bruins won their 61st consecutive game to break the record by college uh, basketball. San Francisco. University of San Francisco. Correct. Bloop, bloop. Uh, 1940, Wayne Gretzky scored his 51 straight game. 51st straight game for Wayne Gretzky. And, uh, man, that's a two-year streak. 1991, Dan, Whitney Houston sang the Star Spangled Banner at Super Bowl XXV. I was there, and it's one of the greatest performances of any musician I've ever heard in my life. And I've seen a lot of concerts down through the years, but that's one of those moments. Everybody who was there will remember that they were there when that happened. And probably a lot of people who weren't there but want to tell you that they were there. I mean, she was spectacular. On this date... The Cubs made a trade. Holy, it's, it's, uh, there, there's only one. Well, there, there's a couple of trades. If I give you the year, you'll get it. Rick Sutcliffe with Cleveland? No. Nope. Yeah. The Cubs traded Yvonne DeJesus to the Phillies oh. for Larry Boa and Ryan, Ryan Sandberg. Yes. I think the Cubs won that one. Very thoughtful. I think they won that. Very nice of them to do that. Todd, what did you learn on today's award-nominated program? Corn dogs before 10 a.m. Eastern <laughs> Breakfast of Champions. You had two corn dogs before 10. Fabulous. Took me about 38 seconds to eat them. Seton O'Connor. Christopher Mad Dog Russo hates trivia despite having a trivia show. Marv. Dan the Nadal coming soon. Yeah, me and Chris Mad Dog Russo. Yeah, Paul. Fritzy's three dogs in. Three dog night. Had a Bratwurst and two Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini trading cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Start or continue collection at PaniniAmerica.net. Have a great weekend, everybody. A lot of fun this week. Thank you again for allowing us the opportunity. We'll talk to you Monday. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.